Welcome to Dominican Spanish 101, your guide to the unique language, expressions, and culture of the Dominican Republic. Hola, bienvenidos al podcast Dominican Spanish 101. I'm joined today, as always, by Kessia. ¿Qué lo que, Kessia? Tranquila. <laughs> ¿Y tú? ¿Qué lo que contigo? Ah, todo tranquila en casa, como todo el mundo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seguimos con el virus. <laughs> Pero bueno, eh, hoy vamos a hablar sobre las regiones de la República Dominicana, porque yo sé que tenemos oyentes que, no sé, si han visitado a la República Dominicana, pero me imagino que ellos estaban en Punta Cana, Santo Domingo, pero quiero saber un poquito más sobre el país, sobre las diferentes regiones entre el país y lo que pasa en cada región, ¿no? Entonces, Casia, eh, ¿puedes compartir cuáles son las regiones de la República Dominicana en general? Y después vamos a hablar un poquito más sobre cada uno. Ya, yeah, muy bien. Um, me parece interesante lo que mencionas de Punta Cana porque he hablado con algunos estudiantes que me dicen, ah, sí, yo he visitado el Caribe, sí, nunca he ido a República Dominicana, pero yo fui a un lugar que se llama Punta Cana, and I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> ellos no saben, ellos no saben. I'm like, yeah, you were here. No way. I'm like, yeah. Eso es gracioso. Es como cuando, cuando, um, it's like when we go to, What is it in, in Mexico? Cancun. Mm-hmm. Now people say, oh, I've been to Cancun. But I say, you haven't been to Mexico. You were in Cancun. You're in the tourist area. You weren't in the country, really. <laughs> I know. But I don't blame them because we do the same thing with United States. You know, we Dominicans, we say Nueva York. And Nueva York is United States. <laughs> <laughs> so you could ask somebody, uh, have you been to the States? And they would say, no, no, no. Yo nunca he ido para allá. Eh, yo fui a Nueva York una vez. I'm like, yeah, you were in the States. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. So I don't okay. But let's talk a little bit about that. Um, entonces, el país tiene tres regiones principales. El norte, el sur y el este. Entonces, el norte, um, it's better known as el Cibao. And is that el area? Famoso Cibao. Yeah, el famoso Cibao, el Valle del Cibao, because it's actually like a valley. There's a big mountain, um, regions of mountains that divide the country, and then the Cibao is a valley. So, um, this is probably 40% of the national territory, um, and it's, I will say, probably the second place with the biggest population in the country, other than the capital, of course, Santo Domingo, but we'll talk about that later. Um, here, the economy is based on farming and agriculture and industries, you know. Um, there's tourism, of course, everywhere in the island. You have the north, Puerto Plata, Cabarete, Sosua, that, that's very famous. There's a lot of hotels there and tourists. But the center of El Cibao, which is Santiago, La Vega, San Francisco, is more about farming and the industries. You know, it's like around the mountains. So it's a different feel than the beach, 
Like for me, people ask me sometimes, oh, tu vives cerca de la playa? And I'm like, no, no, la playa está lejos. It's not far from Santiago. It's probably like 45 minutes away from Santiago. But I feel like I don't live close to the beach. That's how Cibaeños feel. <laughs> See, for me, yeah, I'm, yeah, no, if I had a beach 45 minutes away, I would say I live, you know, I, I wouldn't say I live on the beach, but I would say I live close to the beach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, para mí está lejos. But you know, it's that wow. island mindset also, right? Like things are <laughs> looked in a different way. <laughs> but the people's very friendly here. Um, I'm gonna say this and probably if a Dominican listen to me, they won't like it, but <laughs> we are known as the campesinos of the country. <laughs> for the way we talk, also for the way we are, you know, people is so friendly here, like, if you come and nobody knows you, they will open their doors for you and then come inside. You need food, you want water, you know. People are very nice here. So we are known as the campesinos of the island. But I'm okay with it, you know. I don't mind. When they say that, it's like, you guys are friendly. You're different, but you're nice. <laughs> Entonces, eh, explica un poquito sobre la palabra campesino, porque me imagino que es como alguien que vive en el campo. Aquí es como country, como country bumpkin or something like that, we would say here. Pero campesino solo significa eso, que es una persona que, que vive en el campo, Exacto. en un área fuera de la ciudad. Mm-hmm. Sí. And you know, here, um, well, I would say most of the country is like a campo. <laughs> many trees, many mountains, you know. You have uh, some areas here and there with buildings and nice restaurants and all that. But everywhere you look, you see campo. But then when people say campesino sometimes, it also means that you lack education or, you know, you speak different, you dress differently. So. Uh, like I said at the beginning, probably some Dominicans will be like, I'm a Cibaño, but I'm not a campesino. But n- not necessarily means that. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's similar. So in, in Dominican Republic, it's the north, but here in the U.S., it's the south that's treated that way. So if somebody's from the south, there's a different accent, they speak differently. People who live like more in the northern states will think people in the south don't sound intelligent, so there's a stigma mm-hmm. attached to it. So it sounds very similar. It's like this idea of if you're from this place, you lack certain resources and, and culture, right? Like you have this like, um, I don't know, it's just because it's a different way of speaking mm-hmm. or a different lifestyle, people will say, oh, they're not they're not that intelligent or whatever like that. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. Like we would, we would say country, we're like, oh, they're acting country mm-hmm. or, or being Southern sometimes is used as, as like, a, like some, it's almost like offensive. So, so I understand, so campesino is probably something like that, like saying to somebody's country. Like you country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And is the accent so how so how is the how does that reflect it too in the way people talk? Because I know here, like people in the south have or, like if someone's from the south, you can tell that that's where they're from most of the time by by the accent if they if they have like a heavy accent. So is it the same thing if you're from El Cibao? See, sí. um, we tend to use the e, and we substitute letters L and R in most of our words for the letter E. So for example, a common one, instead of saying, por qué, a Cibaño will say, por qué. Or, 
instead of saying caminar, así baño se caminai. So we will substitute those two letters for the letter E. And right away you could tell, oh, he's from the Cibao. And also, even though for extranjeros, Dominicans in general are loud, but I will say the Cibaeños, they speak with a low voice. You, you, you have to look at their lips and try to figure out what they're saying because, you know, they, we say all the words together. We cut the S, we add the E, and then we speak with a low voice. <laughs> so it could be challenging to understand a Cibaeño sometimes. <laughs> and are there any famous artists or, or, or I guess, entertainers or, or anyone, I guess, popular that come from... El Cibao in particular. Uh, do you know Fefita La Grande? She's from El Cibao. <laughs> but not only, not only entertainers, but I would say, and that's a good question, because even though Cibaeños are the campesinos and we have the funny accent in the country, but most of the bachatas and the merengues, like the perico ripiao style, are um, written with this campesino voice, you know, with that Sibaeño language. So if you're listening to a bachata, that's how we talk. That's how we normally talk. I don't know, like a bachata from any, except for Romeo. Romeo is not as campesino in his songs, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's, from, he's from New York. <laughs> yeah, most of the bachateros are. And even if they're not from El Cibao, like, it could be somebody from the capital or the east and they will still use that Sibaeño accent for their for their songs because I think it's funnier. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Okay, so I'm trying to think of some artists then. Uh, what about Luis Vargas? Um, yes, from El Cibao. So, you know, we're going to, in a future episode, we're going to talk more about music. So we're going to come go off of the, the bachata tangent now. But that is interesting, though. I think that, you know, you have artists that are not from there, but they still are, like, adapting their the way they talk to that when they're when they're singing. Because I think if someone was to do that here, it would sound really strange. Like, if someone from Boston was to record, like, a country-western song and start talking with a country <laughs> accent, we would go, Rrr? So that's interesting. <laughs> That it that doesn't offend people that are from Cibao. They're not oh, like no. other guys not from here. No, 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 not at wow. all. <laughs> it's another cultural difference because here everybody would be, or people would just be offended, just like we talked about before. Like people would just be offended. Like why are you trying to make fun of me? Like you're mocking me. So <laughs> that's interesting. So it sounds like it's more like a way of acknowledging, like, hey, this is just a this is a better way, not a better way, but uh, just artistically it works better to kind of to kind of bring that flavor to it versus like using a, a different way of speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think because the accent of the Cibao is so particular, you know, and the way we speak, like probably you could have a, let's say I am in New York and I am surrounded by other Spanish speakers. You could tell I am from the art because of my Cibaeño accent. Probably if I speak like with the L, like people from the capital, you might confuse me with a Puerto Rican. But if you hear that E sound, you're like, oh yeah, she's Dominican. So probably that's what they try to do with the bachatas and the pericos y piaos, you know, to make it sound like very authentic Dominican. And, and they do that. Yeah, people don't get offended here because, because of that. So let's talk about uh, the, the South, because that's where the capital is, right? And I think a lot of people 
are also familiar with with the south um even if like so punta cana in the east people probably don't don't think as much about that being <laughs> part of dr but <laughs> santo domingo is definitely something people think about when you think about dominican republic so talk a little bit about like so then you, you mentioned talking with the the l right mm-hmm. um with the accent so talk a little bit more about the the south and the capital region see sí. so in the capital the capital is Spain, you know, it's part of the South, <laughs> but they do have that L, um, they use the L instead of the R that they use in the rest of the South. So in the capital, instead of, I'm going to use the same word, por qué, in the Cibao we will say por qué, but then in the capital they will say por qué, or for aceite, um, they will say acelte. They will take the E instead of use the L. You know, so that's for the capital, not for the rest of the South. The rest of the South will have a different accent. They use the arts. So they will say hacerte instead of hacerte or aceite. <laughs> so the capital has a lot of influence from, I would say because it's the capital of a country. So you have people coming from different countries to do business and and they have that influence on their language. They, like I said at the before, it sounds a little bit like Puerto Rican sometimes. They listen a lot to reggaeton and that kind of music in the capital, more than in the Cibao. Like if you go in public transportation, they're always playing reggaeton. But when you're public transportation in the Cibao, they're always playing merengue or bachata. So they have that influence on their language. They use a lot of words meets with English and Spanish and, you know, so it's his own thing, the capital, even though it's part of the South of the country. So what are the famous areas in the capital? That's because I think that's where people usually visit, like Zona Colonial and different yeah. places like that and different um and different beaches and things like that. Well, we will we'll dedicate an episode just to beaches, so we'll talk about those <laughs> later too. But what are some of the places that people have to visit in in the south uh, if they if they come to the country? Yeah, you mentioned Zona Colonial. That's like one of my favorite places in the country because you have all those buildings from before, um, from when Spain was, you know, taking over the island, and it's beautiful and it's right in front of the ocean. At night, it has a view. It's so nice, the feeling. You have nice little restaurants where you can eat outside and, you, and there are many museums. So you get to know a lot about the history of VR, if you like that. Um, then you also have El Malecón, of course, um, in the capital. You have different activities you could do at El Malecón. But basically just sit down and um, listen to music and eat street food, you know, like Perro Caliente. We call it Hogdo which is is, is like the English <laughs> English. <laughs> How would you say that word? Hot dog? Yeah. You said that here and people be like, what? But it's like, hot dog and they'll give you what you want. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So you have Boca Chica in the capital. Have you heard about Boca Chica? That's a famous area in the capital as well. You know, it's by the beach, but you also have all these tiny little restaurants. They sell fish and seafood and all that. And there's like loud music. There's a little bit of culture there. Like it's not, it's not like going to Punta Cana or you have only the tourists 
but Boca Chica, you get a little bit of everything. You know, you have the tourists, you have the Dominicans. <laughs> we can look when we talk about beaches. I was, I'm going to tell you my story about uh, what happened on the beach in Boca Chica. <laughs> okay, a little bit of everything. So yeah, we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> but then going to the south, um, the south is more um, rural and it's not as populated as the east and the north so you like when you go on the road there, there are a lot of fields many fields you have an area that is san juan and it's also a valley and that's where we grow most of um, many of our grains like habichuelas um, guandules maize you know it grows in that area and also you have some very interesting places for tourists that are not very populated you know like i love it because you can go and enjoy the nature like there are some very nice beaches that we're going to talk about later that are not as you know populated so it's very cool but i could mention in the south el lago enriquillo i don't know if you have heard about it no el lago enriquillo is like the lowest point in the country it's like 40 meters um under the sea level and it's very, very salty water. <laughs> Extremely oh, wow. salty water. It's full of crocodiles. Uh, yeah. But they seem to be nice. Trust me, I am scared of all creatures. And nice I was so crocodiles? <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> no puedo creer. <laughs> Well, you're never, you're, you shouldn't go there by yourself. You should always have a guide, you know, somebody who knows the area. They know which time is better to go, you know, like when they're not that hungry. But... <laughs> somebody who knows the friendly crocodiles. Like... <laughs> yeah, like this is Crocodile Juanito. He's friendly, but this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a, it's a beautiful area. Like, I love it to take pictures and area to go and do tourism and get to know it's, it's like the biggest lake in the caribbean so oh, wow it's like a big um, piece of ocean in the middle of a land <laughs> very nice yeah i was i was almost convinced until you mentioned the crocodiles i think i'll say that one <laughs> i'm not that adventurous but <laughs> i shouldn't probably call it crocodiles um there's another word we say iguanas i don't know the word in english for that Iguanas? Mm -hmm. Ah, iguanas son diferentes. Iguanas? We just call them iguanas. Yeah. There are crocodiles yeah, yeah. too, but there there are many iguanas. There are more iguanas than crocodiles, I would say. Uh, okay. Well, they are, yeah, those are those are two very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very different animals. I should do my homework with biology and animals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. So, so the South is more rural. There's not as many people. But what about the the East Coast? There's a lot of mining in this area of the country. There are some called like bauxita. I don't know the word in English for that, but it's uh, a stone, a type of stone. There are mines of bauxita and marmol, which is marble. I think marble. Yeah, a stone. And also 
Larimar, I don't know if you heard about that stone. Larimar is the color blue. It's a typical stone using earrings and rings here in the DR. Ah, okay. You probably okay. have seen it. If you go to a tourist shop, you're going to see all these blue stones. And that's where they come from. They come from this area. Oh, so wow. there are many caves. Um, so it's a very different scenario. If you like that adventure feeling, I would say go to the south because there are many cool things you could do over there. And if you want to do the traditional tourist thing, you probably would end up in the east, right? At a resort somewhere in Punta Cana. Yeah, Punta Cana, <laughs> La Romana. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, tourists is the base of the economy in that area. Although there's also a lot of farming in areas like El Cebo. There's a lot of farming. Um, and that, I would say that's the principal attraction. The beaches in the east are beautiful. The sand is beautiful. Um, and they also, uh, people is very friendly. They're very nice, but they're more like, um, how would you say that? Direct? straightforward over there <laughs> yeah so people yeah they have a different approach <laughs> so would you say like in general um maybe in in Ocibao and in the south people may be more laid back and like not as concerned about time but mm -hmm. maybe in Punta Cana things are a little more I don't know for lack of a better word like more more western because there's so much tourism there probably yes I would say so. <laughs> yeah. People's nice, don't get me wrong, but they're different. You know, they have like a different approach. Yeah. When they talk to you, they're more direct. They're, but they're still, they are still friendly. And yeah, you have all these tourist attractions like Las Cuevas de las Maravillas. Um, and there are many things you could do in Punta Cana, you know, like they have water parks and you can even go in those hot air balloons. You know, there are many activities you can do over there as a tourist. There's an airport, so that's why people get to Punta Cana on the, you know, at the airport. They stay at the hotels a couple weeks, then they leave and they never get to know the rest of the island. <laughs> so that's why they say, oh, I went to Punta Cana, but they don't know that the rest of it. There's a whole different country outside of Punta Cana. <laughs> Do cruise ships go over there too, or is it just, uh, sí. I know the airport's there, okay. See, sí. so cruises, they get to La Romana, and we also have a new one in Puerto Plata. It's not that new, a couple years already, but in Puerto Plata on the north. So, so where would be the place that you would say, so let's say somebody, uh, let's say they only have a week in Dominican Republic and they're going to visit. Where's the place that you would say that they have to visit before they leave? Like number one place they have to go. And I would say go to Santo Domingo because you get a little bit of everything. Like you, you really want to get a feel of DR, the people, the culture, the food, the music. You need to get outside of the tourist areas. And, and you can do tourism as well in Santo Domingo, so. Okay, so there you have it, the three regions of Dominican Republic. So hopefully now you know when you're planning your next trip. Uh, or if you're talking to somebody and, and you kind of hear their accent, maybe now you'll know like, oh, are you from El Cibao? And they might go, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so now hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight into the country. And if you want more details, don't forget, you can always check out our Dominican Spanish 101 course, where we actually, Cassie and I go into a lot more detail about the different accents in the different regions. Um, and you'll get to actually see some of uh, the pictures of some of the things we talked about today too. So make sure you check out the course, DominicanSpanish101.com if you want more info. Uh, and that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Uh, gracias, Cassia. Un placer. Gracias por escuchar el podcast Dominican Spanish 101 en dominicanspanish101.com.